God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. When was the last time you gave yourself permission to exhale? Permission to breathe a new dream, to get help for real. Maybe listening to another woman's journey will be just what your spirit needs to begin breathing again. You're about to meet Natalia. And while we were speaking, we talked about moments in which she chose herself and experienced an exhale. I believe that this episode is going to set you up to change the way you're showing up for others so that you can show up for yourself. If you've been on a journey trying to help yourself come to this place of just breathing again and you want to share your testimony, send us an email at podcast at womanevolved.com. Let us know how you're exhaling in this season. Now, let's breathe in lessons learned by my girl, Nat. You better plug it in. What what came unplugged over there? Oh, <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. My MacBook charger. I was like, oops. We can't have um, it dying. It can't die. No, I know. After, okay, let's see if it, give me one second. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. There it's it in. is. You heard that noise. We in it. You heard it? They're going to make that sound when we enter the gates of heaven. It's going to be like, you are now charged up for the rest of your life. I love to see it. (laughs) Yes. How are you? Where are you from? I'm doing well. I'm from Jersey. 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 I love it. What's going on in your life right now? Like how, what are you doing? What are you taking in? Um... Transition. Okay. That's what's going in my life right now. Um, transitioning from school to um, work and to church. So balance and transition. That's what's going on in my life. Yeah. Do you have a soundtrack to your life right now? Like, if your life had a soundtrack, what song would it be? Um, actually, it would be <laughs> right now. I'm stuck on Destiny's Child. Love it. Um, so good. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you know, my! Who are we so good without? <laughs> Tell me, are we so good without someone? Um, yeah, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's something. Um, I um, recently just posted like an Instagram um photo, and I was like, so good, so good, so good. But no shade. I was just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my daughters, they love Destiny's Child. They're five and 12 and they were listening to their songs the other day and they're like, you don't know anything about this. And I was like, you don't know anything about this. How are you going to tell me? I right. know nothing about Destiny's Child. Do you imagine being one of the members of the group? And if so, which one are you? Um, I'm Beyonce. Right. Because <laughs> I'm Beyonce because and then, you know, sometimes I'm feeling sorry for Michelle. I'm like, mm. you know, because nobody ever mentioned Michelle. It's always Beyonce and Kelly. And it's like, oh yeah, then it's Michelle. But no, I'll be a Beyonce. Because the the hair tossing and the hair flipping, it just gives what needs to it's be gay. It's everything. Yes. How'd you it's get plugged everything. into Woman Evolve? Um, actually, uh, about two years ago, my aunt, she has showed me, um, 
a sermon and that's when I was like okay and it was by you and I was like oh okay okay and then during that time I was going through a transition and I started listening to your sermons and actually I stuck with girl get up Mm. and that one I was like you know what she has a podcast so let me check out her podcast so I checked out your podcast and ever since then I've been part of the delegation so yeah so it sounds like you were listening to the podcast even when we were like doing it live and having the hot topic topics and stuff what do you think about the new change um I like it um it gives me more time I feel like I'm not missing out because Mm -hmm. I can always like catch up on something if I missed it so I'm like oh okay I can just go on um Apple Music the the podcast and then look for it so yeah I like it a lot and I also have the one-on-one yeah that's what I wanted okay so in honor of the way that we did the podcast I'm going to see if you can do a rescue okay Okay. Are you ready to hear it? Yes, we'll be resting. Okay. A Danish artist shocked museum officials when he submitted artwork that didn't quite meet his contract. Jens Hanning was given $84,000 in cash to recreate two of his previous works of art. While he did deliver two canvases, they were both free of any art entitled Take the Money and Run. Is this rescue worthy or do we have to so he um just for instance so he donated the the piece for eighty thousand. you said so the museum contacted him and asked him to create two pieces that he had done before and he delivered Mm -hmm. two pieces but they were just blank canvases and so he took that eighty four thousand dollars they gave him and created this new work of art that was called take the money and run it's giving raggedy but also it's giving art is in the eye of the beholder i don't know right but if there was nothing, that's definitely not a rescue because how are you going to do that? Give a plane cancer. So he definitely took money and run. You so, know, yeah. yeah, I mean, but you know, there's something to be said about some of these things that are passing for art that look like something, you know, Ella could have made. And maybe just maybe he was like, this art world is so superficial mm-hmm. that I'm just going to like turn in these blank canvases and take this $84,000. It's raggedy. It's no rescue. Yeah. No, no, it's no rescue. Uh, okay, I tried not it. Him. <laughs> <laughs> no, not this way. Natalia, when is the last time you needed a rescue? Hmm. Uh, the last time I needed a rescue, um, I would say it would be when I went out with one of my friends. And I had to ask one of my homegirls to call me because I just did not want to be there. Like it was one of those situations (laughs) where, you know, they say, oh, we still on for today. Yeah. And then you have to act like, you know, that you don't you have to go, but you really don't want to go. So, you know, she came through. So she rescued me. And I was like, okay. (laughs) You know what? You need friends who don't mind rescuing you out of tough situations. There is something like, are you working on or trying to become like me? One of those people who stop saying yes to things that they don't want to go to. Even if that means canceling like the day of or a few hours before. Like, are you one of those people who can do that easily? 
Um, no, I'm a yes person. I say yes to everything. Um, and that's a problem. I have to work on that because you can't say yes to everything. So, um, even if I don't feel like going, I could be so tired and everything. I'm still going to say yes. So yeah, I'm working on that. I think that's probably part of the reason why my circle is so small, because I am definitely a person who says yes to everything, which means I cannot afford to have a lot of people in my life because for the most part, if they ask me to do something, I'm going to say yes. Like that is just a part of my nature. But I'm like you, I'm working on not saying yes all the time. Mm -hmm. Have you always been a yes person? Like, can you remember even being a little girl and trying to please people? Yeah, um, I definitely have always been that. Um, um, I guess it's just since from like always wanting to please my parents. Mm. And, you know, always from there, I was like, you know, let me make sure that this person is okay. And I've always been trying. And I'm the friend in the friend group. That's the one that's like, is this person okay? Mm. What do you want to do? Not what do I want to do, but what do you want to do? And then we'll go from there. So, yeah. Oh, man, I feel so connected to that because I feel like when we're younger you know there are some people who are young and they're just automatically independent and aren't necessarily seeking Mm -hmm. their parents approval they're just trying to understand who they are but I think that I was one of those people and I can't tell if I was like this before I got pregnant or not you probably Mm -hmm. know you know I got pregnant as a teenager Mm -hmm. and I think I think that it started when I became a teenager I think that I wanted to reverse the disapproval by performing Mm -hmm. in a well that created constant approval. The only problem Mm -hmm. with that is that even though it wasn't the ideal circumstance, my parents didn't disown me. They didn't change the way they felt about me. Of course, Mm -hmm. they had to navigate their feelings and emotions, but I think that I always saw myself as working from a deficit because of, you know, challenges that I experienced. And so I think even now I'm learning to not receive love based on performance and that's been that's been Mm -hmm. a struggle for me yeah that's good yeah I definitely can relate to that um um like when I was I just always wanted to just I was the first person to go like college so I wanted to Mm -hmm. always be like okay I wanted them to be proud of something and so if that means like oh do whatever they have asked and I try my best to do it sometimes I'm not you know the perfect we stubborn in the kind of ways and stuff but I definitely always even so now I try to find myself and I'm like wait am I doing this to please this person yeah. or am I doing this to please myself so yeah it kind of like sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like okay let's not be a yes person today let's just do what <laughs> Nat wants to do because this is not what I want to do so I think I'm but I'm really getting better at it so yeah One thing I love about Woman Evolve is the community and safe space we've built with one another. I receive countless messages with personal stories ranging from experiences with anxiety and depression to advice on how to settle family conflicts or work through self-esteem issues. I don't have all the answers, but I refuse to leave y'all hanging. Your mental health is too important to me. I want you to start living a happier life today with assistance from BetterHelp. 
As a listener of the Woman Evolve podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com evolve. A safe and private online environment, BetterHelp assesses your needs before matching you with one of their licensed professional therapists. It's also free and easy to change your counselor if you need to in the future. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. With the ability to message your counselor at any time, join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. It's convenient, affordable, and confidential. You can join today and start communicating in less than 24 hours and any time after that. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash evolve. So for the month of November, Woman Evolve is talking about exhaling. And for me, exhaling is more than just like exhaling our breath, but it is this sense of relief that comes over us when we finally remove our need to meet other people's expectations. We no longer have the pressure to perform in a way that is acceptable and pleasing to other people. And so I guess what I'm asking you is like, when is the last time you exhaled where you said to yourself, like, you know what? I am so glad that I did that. It was maybe hard. I maybe didn't think that I was going to be able to do it, but whew, I am so glad I found the strength to show up for myself in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really crazy. Um, glad you asked that. Um, that's recently I just transitioned jobs mm-hmm. and I was so unhappy at the other job, but I stayed because of the manager. She begged me. She was like, now nah, I would do this and, you know, give you this money and everything like that. And I was like, okay, but I was really unhappy and I did not want to be there. So I was like, you know what? I took, I remember I was um late up at night and I was like you know what I'm determined to go apply for different jobs like I'm not staying here anymore so I worked on my resume and everything split it through my friend and she helped me create a LinkedIn profile and then um when I went to work the next day um I got a call even from the jobs that I applied to and then um I was like yes definitely I'll I come in for an interview but I felt so bad even leaving but even as I left I was like okay I did it like I feel better and now I'm happier and now I was like you know what maybe not saying yes because I could have said yes and been unhappy but what can I earn that so now I'm happy and I can be like I can breathe because before I was holding my breath I was like you know what I don't know let me not have one at this show and stuff like that but definitely when I just transitioned from my job it just definitely gave me a moment to exhale and breathe and everything Oh, Natalia, that is so good because a lot of people stay in situations because they think that I cannot leave unless I can leave without feeling grief. If I can leave and feel confident, if I can leave and not worry about the other people and what's going to happen to them, then I will leave. But leaving and grieving can happen at the same time. You can know within Mm -hmm. yourself that leaving is the right thing to do, but still grieve what you're leaving behind, what in your life is going to have to change 
changes a result of it. But grief is not a sign that you should stay. Leaving and grieving can happen on the journey of evolving and becoming better. And until we release ourselves from the need to feel like everything is settled before we leave, then we'll end up stuck in opportunities and relationships and dynamics that we know stifle us, that keep us from becoming the best versions of ourselves, that keep us limited within our growth, but we wouldn't leave because we didn't want to grieve. It seems like you found the way to leave and grieve at the same time. I did. And even while you're leaving, um, I'm still grieving because even at the new place, I'm thinking of my old job and I'm thinking of the customers and just what I used to do there. And sometimes I get in the moment where I'm like, man, if I would have stayed, maybe it would have been different or I could have done it this way. But now I feel much better. And I'm like, you know, I can look forward to something else and not be stuck on that. So even though you leave, like you're still grieving, it still hurts sometimes, but then you'll get over it. So, yeah. So what is this new role teaching you about yourself? Hmm. Um, this new role is teaching me what is this? I've never sat and thought about that. Um, what is this new role teaching me? Um, it's teaching me that I'm stronger in my mind than I thought. Mm. Um, because I felt so like, um, not weak per se. I just was afraid. I'm more courageous Mm. now and can speak out more because I'm not afraid of the backlash or somebody's going to attack me. So it's taught me that I can like walk into a space and like kind of own the place, not like a bossy type thing, but like own the place. Like, okay, yes, I'm here. And this is what I like. And this, you know, like this is what I know and don't know. So it has taught me that in different places, but definitely to own the place. I walk into work now and I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. I can tackle this. So definitely I have the mentality of tackling the situation. So yeah. I want to dig into this a bit because a okay. lot of women, I believe from what I have heard from them, struggle mm-hmm. with being too fearful to step boldly into a new role, a new position, et cetera. And fear is very Mm -hmm. powerful. Like it literally will cause you to shrink. When you were feeling fearful, what were some of those thoughts that you had? Um, I was thinking that maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not good enough. Uh, Maybe I don't have what it takes to get Oh, I was thinking so many different things, but I was really like, maybe I don't have the prerequisites to get to this position, but I was more mainly thinking about, I can't do this. I can't do this. So. And so was it a gradual switch into, I can do this? Like, did you go from, I can't to, I can, or did you go from, I can't, but oh, well, like I can't, but here goes nothing. And then into, (laughs) I can, like, what is this step? How do we go from, I can't to, I can? No, um, I definitely, um, I spent time in the word and my pastor is definitely, um, big on a uh, proverbs and is trusting the Lord with all mm-hmm. your heart and we not say own understanding and all that we and he shall direct our paths. No, miss, I miss probably misquoting the Proverbs, Lord. Um, <laughs> but you get the gist. Um, I believe it's Proverbs 4, 5 and 6. I think so. Yeah. Um, but, but I that definitely ain't no jumped in. That's not okay. No, no, no. Right. you good, you good. 
Okay. No, I definitely went from I um, and I can thing to changing my um, language. Mm. Um, I changed my words and my mentality of how I think. So definitely I would think of something. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. But then now I'm like, nope, I can do it and I will do it. So versus the I can do it or maybe I would do it. I would say that I will do it. And I'm going to do it. And wow. then after that, I would be like, oh, OK, I'm going to treat myself because I did it. And I would talk to myself. I congratulate myself. I'm like, yeah, you did that. I'm yes. like, oh, yo, I did that. <laughs> So I talk to myself all the time and I'm like, you know, now you did that or you're going to do that. And then even after I get off of work or finish an assignment or anything, I say to myself, I'm like, thank you, God. And I'm like, you know, you did that. You tackled that day. You got it done. It's over with. So it definitely it starts off with your language and how you speak, even how you speak to yourself, because I do a lot of encouragement to other people but then I'm like I need to encourage myself yeah. and sometimes the encouragement you look for encouragement from others but then it's like sometimes it's important when it comes from yourself so I love encouraging myself I talk to myself like I said and I'm like you know you did that and I'm like okay so it went from an I can't to I did okay <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna start calling you Nat because I just feel like I want to okay. just be here, Nat. Listen, okay. When you said <laughs> I started congratulating myself, like I got chills mm -hmm. because even when we do finally show up in those moments, like we have mm -hmm. moments where we feel like I can't, I can't. We manage to muster up enough strength to say, I will, I will. Mm -hmm. And then when we live in the I did, we think that we only made it by the skin of our teeth. So we don't congratulate mm -hmm. ourselves because we feel like we barely stepped into the moment. But I did mm -hmm. is still I did. And congratulating mm -hmm. yourself for the fact that you showed up and accomplished. And yes, you may have work to do. And yes, you may have to get up tomorrow and try to do it again. But to congratulate yourself right. for making it through the day is so, so necessary. Someone ought to just like take a yes. minute and just like congratulate themselves. Send yourself Congratulations, congratulations, flowers. Congratulations. Like woo, you woo, did woo, that. Woo. Yes. <laughs> I am yes, going to start doing are. that. Yes. It's a season of congratulating, like congratulating yourself. Like, yeah, congratulations. I did that. It is I finished season. folding the clothes today and yes. putting them away. Yes. yes. <laughs> I did that. Because <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> it is. Not, they are washed, they are folded, and they are put away. This is giving congratulations. Exactly. Right. <laughs> when is the last time, like, what do you think is the biggest congratulations of your life so far? You're a full-time student. you are got a new job. Like, what is the thing that you, like, if you could only choose one thing to congratulate yourself for in your whole journey of womanhood up until this point, what would it be? Um, one thing I would congratulate myself on out of my whole journey, oh, hmm. I would say, um... What would I congratulate myself for? I honestly would say we'll be going back to school. Mm. And because I had um, took a semester off and I was so like discouraged because I, I was behind and 
I reapplied for the semester and I finished the semester and it was last semester and I finished the semester and I was so proud of myself because even though whatever I was going through, I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to work and, you know, I'll just move like that. Um, but I definitely was congratulating myself on just finishing school um, the semester, finishing the semester. Um, it was really important to me because it was really tough mentally. So even for me to just get over that, that's why I'm so big on saying congratulations because mm. that was like something that helped me look forward to even me going into school now. So yeah, I'm um, going back to school. It's funny. So I ask these questions, but I never like consider what my answer would be to them. So I was mm -hmm. thinking while you were speaking, like what would be the one thing that I congratulated myself for? Like of all the things mm -hmm. on my womanhood journey. And that is a tough question. You did a good job answering it. it. <laughs> okay. I think Please, that like, <laughs> I think that I would congratulate myself for trusting myself again. Because when life distorts your view of self, it can be difficult mm -hmm. to trust your gut and your knowing. What we ultimately know mm -hmm. is the Holy Spirit. And I would congratulate myself for trusting myself again, for believing that I make good decisions for believing that, you know, the desires in my heart mattered, that they were something that could help the mm -hmm. world become better for trusting my authenticity and the way that I deliver. I would congratulate myself for trusting myself again. And I think that that's I think every woman owes it to herself to come to a space where she has worked mm -hmm. out all of her trauma and issues with God and therapy and sisterhood and ministry and connection right. so that she can come to a place where she can congratulate herself for trusting herself because I gave my heart to God and God gave it back to me. Right. Now I have a heart that desires the right things because I took care of my mental health. Now I have a mind mm -hmm. that recognizes emotions are a part of life, but they don't have to define me. Every woman owes it to herself to come to a place where she can trust herself again, because when a woman trusts herself, trusts herself, she really does elevate everything around her because she moves yeah. with such confidence and boldness that she becomes a light. And when she shines, it shows other people not where they're fragile, not where they're scarred or marred. It shows them who they can become. And our goal on this earth and journey with one another is to teach one another who you can become in spite of. And I think that's the greatest glow up anyone can have. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it sounds like you're walking in that, that you're doing it. Like, I am. Yeah, I can tell. Like you, Tim, yeah. <laughs> I'm experiencing your joy and your light right now, even in speaking with you. Oh, yes, definitely. And so trusting. If you want us to go that way with the question, then I could have said that. <laughs> I could have said different. No, answers. go ahead. Say something. But, uh, no, if you want to answer it with no, that context. It's, it's different. It's um funny that you bring up the whole trust thing again, because if I was to congratulate myself based on that, I would say congratulations to myself on loving myself again. Mm. Um, and that would be understanding what it means to love myself and look at myself and not de depend on love from anybody else, yeah. but depend on love from God and really understanding what it really means 
the definition of love is. So, yeah. (laughs) What does loving yourself mean to you? How does that show up in your world? Um, Loving myself means um, taking care of myself. Um, That means doing what is beneficial for myself and mm-hmm. what is going to help me ultimately. Um, and it goes back into the yes thing um, and not always being a yes person yeah. or putting the needs of somebody else, but putting my needs first and understanding what God's, you know, the biblical, what God says about what love is and just demonstrating that. I try to demonstrate all of that by being patient and by being kind and everything like that. But definitely just loving myself, it just looks at myself and saying like girl you look good like get yourself together you know um the little things in your hair done your nails done everything (laughs) could be out appearance and the inner appearance as well as I check my heart a lot and I'm like how is your heart today so definitely doing a heart check yeah To know me is to know I love to cook. Being able to combine various ingredients and create a delicious meal for my family is my happy place. When my life gets busy, HelloFresh helps me live in the overflow of my happy place with their quick and easy meals. Their breakfast on the go and 15 to 20 minute dinners are clutch. Try America's number one meal kit for yourself and tell them that I sent you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve14 and use code WomanEvolve14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. You'll be amazed at the high quality, fresh ingredients sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact free, of course. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve14 and use code WomanEvolve14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Okay, so I have a twofold question. What experience made you feel the most unlovable and how did you learn to love yourself even in that area? Oh, oh you want to get in my business. <laughs> <laughs> to the extent you're you willing to share. To the extent. <laughs> no, I want to share with you in the delegation because, you know, it's a safe space. <laughs> Um, when did I feel, uh, ask the question one more time, I'm sorry. (laughs) What is an an experience that made you feel Mm -hmm. unlovable and how did Mm -hmm. you apply loving yourself to that area? And I'll just add a little color to the question is, you know, some people are able to love the fact that they're in school. I love the fact that Mm -hmm. I have a degree. I love the fact that I'm loyal to other people, but I could never love the part of me that struggled with addiction. I could never love the part Mm -hmm. of me that had an abortion. Like there are some parts of Mm -hmm. our lives that we feel are completely unlovable. And so we live in the sides of our life that feel like I can handle loving myself here, but not there. And I strongly Mm -hmm. feel that until you can love your deepest wounds, your deepest scars, your deepest secrets, then that surface love doesn't matter. It's no more than the puppy love that we experience in relationships only to find out that it cannot withstand the test of time. If you're going to love yourself in every season, you have to love every part of yourself. And that takes self-compassion and vulnerability. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. Um, one experience that I've had, had um, where I felt the most unlovable is probably 
um when i was younger um and my parents i got a divorce mm. and my younger brother used to go away with my dad And I never was, um, cause we have, you know, separate dads. So I never was the type to, I couldn't go with my dad and I never understood that. And I was like, wait, I thought he said, you know, I'm his child. So why can't I ever go with Mm. him? But I've never expressed that until now. Wow. Um, I never expressed that. Not even to my mom. I've never expressed that. That made me feel like, you know, I was in love, but I never looked at it that way because I was always like, okay. Um, when he comes around, he says, high or you know um and then as i grew older we started to build that relationship but in that moment i felt like i was abandoned like why didn't you want to take me like you always wanted to take him but you never wanted to take me until i was older and i've always like kind of struggled with wanting to be around people to make me feel love i only Mm. wanted to be around them but i didn't feel love because i was just around it wasn't love it love was something to me that was like okay listen i got you i'm gonna take care of you or you know you're in good hands don't worry about it or anything like that so i struggled with that but now i've know that i'm in after i understood like what god's love is i'm like you know i am in good care i am in god's hands i'm fine and it really took me a long time to get there through therapy and everything just really opening up to myself and realizing okay this where did this abandonment come from where did you want it to be around a group of people come from until i really sat down and was really like you know this is where it came from and i need to deal with this wow. and so yeah as a business owner i've come to realize that trying to execute an idea without structure is stressful and who has time to be stressed beyond picking out the right wig for the day not me If you're like me and you've realized that adding structure may increase your ability to see where you can thrive and where you need more support, then Notion is for you. Notion is an easy-to-use, do-it-all tool that allows your whole team to organize information, collaborate, and project manage instead of using multiple systems to do all of the things. For startups, Notion can provide a full-on operating system for running every aspect of your company, keeping everyone aligned as you grow fast and take on more. Interested? Want to find out more? Notion is running a special offer just for startups. Get up to $1,000 off Notion's team plan by going to notion.com slash startups. To give you a sense, that's almost a year of free Notion for a team of 10. Find out how Notion may be the missing piece your startup needs to grow, get more done, and excite your team in the process. Customize Notion to work the way you do. Again, that's notion.com slash startups to receive up to $1,000 in free credit to your team. That's up to a $1,000 value when you go to Notion.com slash startups. That is such beautiful work that you've done to be Mm -hmm. able to identify that and to verbalize it because often those experiences, you can't really pinpoint how they changed you. You just know that they did. And yet I just know that even as you're speaking, that that is given someone context for why they are the way that they are. Your abandonment and that area changed Mm -hmm. and shaped the way that you connect with other people and what you feel like you need from other people. But how beautiful that you ended up finding it in God. So I just, I honor you. I thank you for doing that work. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, girl, we got a question to answer together, okay? Okay. Are you ready? 
Here we go. Hey, love. I've been dating this man off and on since I was 21 years old. I initially thought he was a lot younger because, you know, black don't crack and men lie. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) (laughs) It felt like that. I I had the black don't crack and then the The men lie. And then is that like a saying? Is that like a black crack? Black don't crack and men lie? Do they go together? I've never heard. So did he, he lied about his age then is what I'm picking up on. Yeah. Uh, Amen. Okay. (laughs) Needless to say, age was never an issue for me. I'm 30, but my soul is a good 60. I'd say I'm very mature for my age. I've dated men my age and whenever things went south, we seemed, he seemed to always be there in some capacity, rather to be advice, sex, adventure, etc. You better give us your truth, ma'am. Well, during mm-hmm. quarantine, we <laughs> became very close and spent a lot of time together to the point where we finally made it official and got into a relationship. Now that the world is open, we hardly see each other and it seems as if he is back not having enough time for me. Oh, rewind. He has his own business and is head of every department. I mean, every department. So now that the world is open business is booming there's way more to this story that leads up to my question but your show is only an hour ha ha but anywho my question is do I stay around in hopes that he will make more time for me or do I just let it dwindle away are entrepreneurs really that busy sis I'm gonna let Nat talk in a second but I do want to (laughs) say When you say black don't crack and men lie, that's kind of where I got off the bus. I said, well, this bus is headed somewhere and I don't know (laughs) if I can agree with it. And then when he was always there, whenever something went rough Mm -hmm. for the adventure, sex or advice, I kind of I I was almost going to get back on the bus. And then I read that line and I said, I'm going to just stay right here. I like it right here. I don't know if I can get back on that bus. And then the head of every department. Listen, this is what I'm saying. I won't dissect your letter, but this is what I'm going to say. Sis, I think it's time to leave him alone. Um, I think the men, him lying about his age, like this is a fundamental part of your identity that you lied about mm-hmm. at the very onset of our relationship. On and off mm-hmm. is already a little bit tricky because like when we're off, are you working on yourself? Are you building, going to therapy mm-hmm. and becoming whole? Or are you on the other uh, train, the train to the to the women's and the and the things and the things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you do when you off? Like, when I'm off, I go to bed. Like, who are you going to bed with? It's all mm-hmm. weird for me. So I'm going <laughs> to say this. I think you should let it dwindle away. It doesn't sound like it has a healthy foundation. Entrepreneurs are very busy. Entrepreneurs also can find a way to make time for the people who add value to their life. It sounds like he feels like you're optional. And to be fair, you Mm -hmm. made him optional as well. And so now you're functioning Mm -hmm. in this optional relationship dynamic. And while you may want something that feels a little bit more permanent, it seems like this is just Mm -hmm. a cyclical relationship that is going to end in you constantly being frustrated. Nat, child. (laughs) (laughs) It's on me. (laughs) Um, I would definitely say she's definitely not an option. So she doesn't need to be treated like an option. And as an entrepreneur actually really busy, well, you know, is they do work non-nonspies. They work a lot. So I would say, um, I think I agree with you and she are that she needs to leave him. 
Because, yeah, no, definitely not to be treated like no option. We not love to do that. That's we, not what we love to do. That's not what we love to see. It's not no. what we love to hear. And it's definitely not what we love to do. Nat, before we go, do you have any questions for me? Anything that I can answer about my life journey or experiences? Um, I would just ask you, um, what makes you every day do what you do? What you? The, it broke up a little bit. What'd you say? What motivates you to do um, what you do every day? I really believe in the transformation that I have experienced through my relationship with God and my mm. pursuit of the Holy Spirit. And I really do feel like if every woman, every man can have an encounter with God, that their life can be radically changed. Now, I mm-hmm. also recognize the barriers that keep us from having those encounters. And what wakes me up every day is the desire to destroy the barriers that keep us from having those encounters with God that change our lives. And I am willing to use any bait that is necessary to lure people mm-hmm. away from those barriers and into an atmosphere that will allow them to have divine encounters. So whether that's fashion or podcasting, mm-hmm. like my ultimate goal is for people to feel safe enough to let their walls down so that the presence of God can come in and change them, not just for a service, but for a lifetime. That's that's why I wake up every day. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you for this time together. You're incredible. Well, you have you. such just a beautiful spirit. And I'm going to just thank continue you. to pray that God gives you confidence and wisdom and strategy so that we can all experience that light that's on you. And I know you want to be a missionary. So I'm praying that God sends you to the places yes, that need you. that light the most. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was fun. (laughs) You take care of yourself. I will. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nat, you are gold, honestly. It was such an honor to get to share space with you, to experience your heart, your lessons, and your wisdoms. I hope you never forget how golden you are. It was my honor to chat with you today. Delegation, I'm curious to know what part of this episode stood out the most for you. Drop us an email, comment on the socials, or slide in my DMs. We love hearing from you. Shoot us an advice question or let us know you want to be the next co-host by emailing podcast at womanevolve.com. See you soon.